Hello again, Gunas. We're back. And guess what? The music's back. When did it go last week? Or was it the week before? It's a bit glitchy, though. So it's a 2022 version. Glitchy as anything. Right, I'm just waiting for Alex to join me on this second podcast this year, if I'm not mistaken. I'm often mistaken. So, um, right, I think I think on that next drum beat, I'll stop it. Okay, yeah, you've had enough of that music. But um, have you had enough of football? Well, <laughs> I don't know. You probably had enough of the news that's been coming out lately um, from the Spurs camp. They're not, they're not best pleased about this postponement, are they? Me, personally, I was... Yeah, I'm not really in favour of postponements generally, but this particular one, I thought I thought the timing was right. Why can't Arsenal play that game if every other team's doing it? That's my question. So um, there's been a lot of... A lot of um, how can I put it? Anger, I suppose, at the way some of the newspapers are covering this. And not only the newspapers, but also the um, the pundits. Gary Neville, for example, his his response was pretty strong. I like Gary Neville as a pundit. Game off. This is what he put on his uh, Twitter account. What started out as postponements due to a pandemic. Oh, I think we have somebody here. Hello, boss. You're right. Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Mate, not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, just yeah. saying the postponement. You know, the Spurs yeah. game. Did you want that played or not? No, definitely not. Uh, Yeah, I've been chatting uh, with my dad about it. Absolutely. Like, if you look at the team that we would have fielded, uh, obviously, there's a a few things to take from this. I I think it's funny how, uh, you know, when we got our Brentford game, we tried to cancel that, and, you know, the Premier League told us to go fuck ourselves. And then we played Chelsea and see what. Uh, you know, no strikers against Brentford, if you remember. We had Balogun up front. Nobody felt good. Yeah, that game. 19 games have been postponed mm. this year, but somehow number 20 is the one that sets everyone off. And you just see the hip, the hypocrites. It's like, it's okay for, you know, Spurs were moaning, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. They had all these games in hand. They didn't play for like two weeks, two and a half weeks in December. You know, they they cancelled their game against Wrens uh, when all the Wrens players had flown over the day before. So, I think, well, hang on a second, what's the difference? Oh, it's Arsenal. You know, and I think, you know, especially if you think about Liverpool, how they probably faked those false positives. You know, because you know, the statistical chance of it happening is so rare. But, but they, they got their game cancelled. Oh, that's fine. But, Arsenal, no, 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 because there's only one or two cases of COVID. But if you look at the rules, we've played by the rules. We've said we do not have 13 players and a goalkeeper, so we can postpone the game. Uh, and I think the reason why it's kicking off is because people are scared of Arsenal. So Pep and Klopp have both said, you know, in the last few weeks, it's a very good Arsenal team. The best Arsenal team in a while. They're scared yeah, it's hard to argue with that. Um, yeah. It's such an overreaction. Such an overreaction to this um, this postponement. I will. I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting one. It would get postponed because I thought Arsenal have to play by a different set of rules to every other team. I know. I know every every 
probably fan of every team says that, but that's that's how it seemed. I mean, Liverpool, yeah. how they got that game, the semi-final cancelled, is totally and beyond me. Three days later, no problem. Yeah, wow. exactly. It just makes makes the whole thing a bit of a laughing stock. And maybe exactly. they should have stopped it all then. And then, but then Arsenal make their attempt of well, you as you rightly said, Brentford. Arsenal should have had that game called off because there's no way Arteta would have started with Balogun. I mean, as much as I wanted to see him play, but it wouldn't have happened, would it? Yeah, the Premier League told us to go fuck ourselves because it was the first game of the season, Friday night, uh, under the lights. Sky were like, not a chance. And that's why Sky have been so pissed off. Uh, mm. You've got Neville and Carragher. I think that's part of it because this is their Super Sunday gone. You know, you yeah. wouldn't know. You wouldn't know Man City played Chelsea yesterday on Sky They're, because it wasn't being shown. It was shown on BT Sport. And so they didn't talk about it at all. All they talked about was Arsenal Spurs, Arsenal Spurs, Arsenal Spurs. And you're like, well, I understand you're a business, fine, but don't make me laugh. Like, and for Carragher, especially fucking Carragher, to have a moan and he goes, oh, you'll be all right for Thursday. What, like your little rat team, the week before, they okay, were happy to play Shrewsbury three days later. And, you know, it's just kind of, it just, the hypocrisy, it just stinks. And, I, and I'm glad, I'm glad it's pissed so many people off. Because, like I said, for me, it's confirmed or certainly suggested that they're scared of us now. Spurs are definitely scared of us. But even the big teams now are thinking, fucking hell, Arsenal could be somewhere, could be a team next year. They could be a contender next year. Uh, you know, if they get make some good signings in January, make some good signings in the summer, because I think our first 11 is getting there. We probably need one or two more players in our first 11. And then, you know, our squad... And we, we can talk about the Liverpool game. Our squad obviously does need some fattening up, uh, but you know we're in the we're going in the right direction, and certainly the feelings at the club. And you know, playing against Liverpool, uh, did you watch the game? No, I couldn't. I tried, but I just I just couldn't find a feed, and I I couldn't do it in a sort of legit way. Even though you know we've got a Sky subscription, but you try watching it from anywhere other than the UK it's it's got all these blockers like VPN blockers yeah. and, and so you can't do it it's oh, just it's like a ridiculous scenario it, oh, yeah wow, I think okay. so yeah I, I haven't been able to do it anyway I mean that's what um, who was it said um, one of our one of our you know colleague of ours Eddie said yeah. who's a Liverpool fan he said yeah you can you can watch it on Sky I said no the problem is the Sky the Sky app doesn't work except in the UK because yeah, yeah. it's quite sophisticated. They know what they're doing. And um, even though yeah, the VPN sure. would say I'm in the UK, they're saying, no, you're not. And um, yeah. well, what should I, I do? Should I try but day pass with Now TV? I thought about that. And I thought, this is nonsense, really. And also, yeah. I thought, to be honest, I thought Arsenal definitely going to get turned over at Anfield. With a, well, I, I, a I remember going into that game thinking. So I, well, I didn't plan on watching it. My crazy brain just woke me up at four in the morning. Uh, and uh, I was like, oh, it's it, 15 minutes in. Go on then, I'll watch it. Uh, so I watched it on my phone in bed. But yeah, they played really... So I thought Arteta needs a lot of credit for this. Yeah, you know, really. With Cedric going off injured, Chambers played really, really well. Uh, yeah, how Cedric gets a game and Chambers doesn't sometimes, I really don't know. But hopefully Chambers will... Yeah, if Tommy Asu doesn't come back, Chambers will play against Liverpool. Uh, but what I thought was very impressive is when Xhaka got sent off, 
Arteta went right, batting down the hatches. We're we're hold, we're going to try and hold on. And I thought Liverpool were poor, if I'm honest. They missed Salah, Salah and Mane. They missed runners. They they weren't they were quite static. And Arsenal, you know, defended quite deep. Uh, and Arsenal looked uh, a bit. Not Liverpool looked more dangerous when Arsenal came out. Liverpool couldn't break Arsenal down because they didn't have runners from deep. Uh, and for whatever reason, they weren't playing that way. Uh, they looked the most dangerous in the last 15 minutes when the subs came on. Klopp, you know, Gant put three subs on. I can't remember the names. Curtis Jones came on the left. I thought he did okay. But a lad came on the right wing uh, and he was really, yeah, he changed. He, he, used, he was dangerous. But Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool were poor. But Arsenal was solid. And, you know, fair, fair play to Arteta. He changed it when Xhaka got sent off. And, you know, yeah, he should be applauded for it. And I thought the boys, they ran themselves silly. You know, Zaka at the end, you know, Zaka got taken off because of exhaustion. Uh, Martinelli was on the floor at the end. Like, they absolutely run themselves into the ground. And so, you know, it's, it's, it, make, it sets it up for an interesting second, uh, second leg at Arsenal. Uh, and it'd be, it'd be great to beat them. It really would. And I think, yeah, I, I do. I think the Spurs decision was the right decision uh, to cancel the game because, you know, we, we played by the rules. We didn't have enough players. It's as simple as that. Exactly. At least no false positives that we've heard of just yet. Exactly. So, um, two COVID cases. I don't know who they are. I know Odegaard's one. There's another COVID case yesterday after the announcement. You see, Odegaard was down as just ill at one point. Yeah, I, no. He, yeah, it was yeah. confirmed, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that's why he didn't play against Liverpool. Mm. So, he, he's got COVID. Smith Rowe and uh, Tommy Asu have got injuries. I think they're niggles, so you know you don't want to risk them coming back because we play obviously we play Liverpool on Thursday, Burnley on Sunday, and then we've got a two and a half week break. I think. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fixtures at the end of the season. Yeah, there will. Missed. It's quite a few. Yeah, now with Spurs, we miss Wolves, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Spurs. Uh, mm. Liverpool the game. Uh, so, because the league, Arsenal-Liverpool game is, uh, the league game is when the Carabao Cup final is. So, obviously, one of us two will be in the final, so we won't be able to play victory. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a pile-up. Uh, but for Arsenal's sake, you know, we don't have Europe. We're out of the cup now. Uh, so, yeah, we will have time to play the fixtures if, if and where possible. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if the league gets pushed back a week or something like that you know uh but we'll have to wait and see really but yeah i think yeah arsenal in our favor is we've only got the lead to worry about and we're in the carabao and the carabao uh, yes yeah, know, but yeah after this game it'll either be the final or nothing wouldn't it so you know it, we, we don't have a cup run to worry about we yeah, don't have yeah. what i mean like we don't have europe to worry about uh, so I think, you know, and hopefully Arteta does some business in the transfer window. Uh, I imagine he'll do that, get it all sorted after the Burnley game, really. Yeah, it's dragging on a bit. I mean, we're, we're sort of yeah. halfway through the month and nobody's come in. Players gone out. I mean, that's yeah. what that's what some of the people are moaning about, saying, well, you know, you shouldn't have got rid of Maitland-Niles. You shouldn't have got rid of Balogun. You got rid of two possible first-team players and now you're crying 
saying you can't fulfill fixtures because you haven't got enough outfield players. So, you know, that's why we're not getting a sympathy vote. But at the same time, after all that's happened, it's just, it's absolutely ludicrous. Our, uh, the Daily Mail in particular, have you seen yeah, some of the I, headlines? Yeah, have. They've really gone after Arsenal. It's shocking, yeah. really. I mean, it, it sort of makes me laugh, that. to tell you the truth. I don't take it very seriously, but it's yeah, really shocking the media reaction. Everyone hates it. Yeah, they revel in yeah, they revel in how bad we are. Uh, and that is what happens when you're a successful club, of course. People are jealous. Uh, and the Daily Mail is a fucking rag anyway. Uh, I wouldn't use it to wipe my ass, but <laughs> it's yeah, I saw today they especially and they, they had this ridiculous graphic where they were like, Oh Arsenal's team Arsenal could have feed, fielded a team. Uh, and this is how much it's worth, and it's worth forty million more than the Spurs team, right? But what they did, they didn't put, valua- they didn't put a valuation on Harry Kane. Yeah, Kane was zero. Yeah, Kane was zero. And Harry Kane, yeah, it's just like so you're just ignoring the fact that because he was like, oh well, we got him from the youth. No, that's not how valuations work. If Kane left, you would sell him. You would make money. So it, that's and it's just like you're. How fucking stupid do you think people are? And you're trying to do it just to prove your point. Kane's worth a hundred million, easy. You know what I mean? Like he's a quality striker who scores goals every year. He's wasted at Spurs, and he knows he's wasted at Spurs, which is why he tried to leave in the summer. He's yeah, easily ninety million. You know, if you're paying eighty million for old Jade and Sancho, uh, then you're paying a fair bit for Harry Kane. A true yeah, and hundred million for Grealish. Let's not forget. Yeah, exactly. Are you telling me Kane's not worth that, that much at least? Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure Spurs would do their absolute best to get more for him. And it's just like, how pathetic are you? Uh, so, yeah, like, fuck the Daily Mail. But yeah, it, it's good. Like I said, I've, I've, I've enjoyed seeing how wound up everyone is because you, you see the hypocrisy. And, you know, nobody bothered about the other 19 games that were postponed. Nobody's kicked off about Leicester. You know, Leicester had their game postponed the day before. Nobody kicked off about that. Uh, so, so, yeah, they bring it on. Absolutely bring it on. And it's like I said, for me, those people are, are scared of Arsenal a little bit now. They realise that we're, we're on the same. <laughs> what about... How, how did you... Uh, I mean, I had the same sort of issue with uh, getting feeds for the FA Cup as well. So, uh, I didn't it was funny. Um, you, you know, I, yeah, I couldn't watch that either. I couldn't, couldn't find the feed. No, I could find the feed. I just decided not to watch it. I think was it. A, I didn't fancy Arsenal at all. I did say it before the game because my son said, "Do you think?" Um, he said, "I'm putting money on Arsenal to beat Forest." I said, "I wouldn't if I were you." He <laughs> said, "Yeah, they're only Forest," and I said, "No, they're not uh, only Forest." Because I tell you what, I wanted to mention, which is unusual for me crit- criticizing Arteta because don't I certainly don't want to do that very much, particularly right now, but. I wasn't so sure this was a good move. I don't know if you saw the newspapers, uh, newspaper articles with him saying he was sort of bigging up Nottingham Forest, telling telling all the players about Nottingham Forest's history. Now, as a bit of a closet historian, I've got no problem with that. But I thought it feels to me like he's going in a bit too respectful. I mean, do you think that would have made any impact at all? Perhaps I think maybe he was covering his own ass because he knew yeah. if you said yeah. to him, right, you can beat Liverpool, beat Spurs, lose to Forest, he would have gone fine. Absolutely, I'll take that deal right now. 
you yeah, before the you know, uh, and I think most fans would. I don't think we're we're in the semi-final. Decent chance of getting to the final. We want to get top four. That's the that's the main priority. Winning the, the Carabao Cup would be a lovely Brucey bonus. Uh, <laughs> obviously, if you win the Carabao, you're back into Europe anyway. But we want top four, and I certainly I think we have a we're in a strong position for top four. So I think a few people would have gone. The FA Cup's not that important, uh, and he rested a few players, didn't he? He did rotate uh, because he was worried that the, the Liverpool game, obviously the Spurs game, uh, and you know all these games in quick succession. So I think he was like, right, get a few of the squad players out. And if you saw that right at the end, he stubbed on Kolasinac, didn't he? And it was basically, <laughs> it was basically saying to the board, look what I've got left. <clears throat> you know, we need some more players. So I think it was like, while he said he was disappointed, and they did play shit. I think they played shit partly because uh, a few of the players, yeah, haven't had minutes. So like, uh, was it Tavares played pretty bad? He got subbed off, which is a little bit unfairly. But you know, he wasn't the worst player, but he was pretty terrible. Uh, but he hasn't had any minutes, so you can kind of understand. Uh, and I think Arteta does maybe need to work on his rotation a little bit because Tavares for me is one of that fourteen that we want, that we need to keep. You know, uh, Lacan was another one. And he, they both need minutes to continue their development. Uh, so, you know, obviously, Jack now has got himself sent off. Uh, so, as I said, my dad actually said this. So, he misses, you know, the two games he misses, Liverpool and Burnley. Now, that's a blessing in disguise because he's fucking terrible against Burnley. You remember last year? Oh, God, yeah. Last. He was playing for them. Yeah, in the home game, he got himself sent off and we were winning and we, we lost or something like that, didn't we? Like, but his sending off changed the game. And then at, at Burnley, he gave him a goal. He kicked the ball. It was a really weird goal, wasn't it? Do you remember? It was the strangest uh, goal we've ever seen. Yeah, I won't forget that. Now. It was like a yeah. cross to, to an opponent. Yeah, he took him an open goal. I mean, and he and he was even more than that because he drove it with such force that the guy only had to sort of stick his body in the way and it was in. Well, the, yeah, the, the, bike, the boy got hit. The, the man got hit. He didn't do anything. That was the yeah, yeah. Thing. I know. It's just like he was standing there and, and he just got whacked with the ball and, and it was a goal. He didn't even so, celebrate, was it? It wasn't Chris Wood, was it? It was one of those big lumps yeah. that got up front. We've yeah, only got um, one big lump now now that he's gone to Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, so that's not a bad thing that he committed. I won't lie. Uh, and I think against Burnley at home, we'll probably be able to pull through. What we do against Liverpool will be interesting. I think we're going to struggle. Uh, I don't know who we're going to play in midfield. Uh, there's supposed to be that room we're getting that Arthur Milo uh, as a short yeah. uh, And there's Bruno Gomez. Is uh, another one. I wouldn't put out put it past. Maybe get like Wilshire on a short-term deal, but I don't think Arteta is keen on that. No, uh, he doesn't, does he? Like, because he would have done it by now, I think, if it was going to happen. Uh, but yeah, so like, but we do need to get players in. Definitely, we need to get players in. Uh, a couple of new signings. Just to, I think, after this, after the Burnley game, we have got a two and a half week break, and it's a long, big push. To the end of the year, I know that maybe an international break in March, but. You know, so I think it's a, Arsenal have got a good opportunity to get top four, but they, yeah, they need to strengthen their squad a little bit. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, so in this Liverpool um, semi, even though it's because it's only half the job done. Yeah, of course. And, you know, yeah, they're playing today, which is good. So I hope Arsenal will be well rested. <coughs> yeah, it's going to be a tough game, you know, and we haven't beaten Liverpool, you know, for a while, have we? Yeah, it was in. Wasn't it in the FA Cup when. Um, is that the last time? In the FA Cup when uh, Arsenal made it, made it and won it? Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, that's the last time I seem to read. And I, even then, I, I remember being just as pessimistic that time, saying no chance. Because Arsenal had to beat Man City, Liverpool to get to that final. So I, I basically was every time Arsenal would play. I've watched all those games, but because somehow I could manage to get a feed at the time, or I went out and watched it, I can't remember. But the thing was, I, I, I had no optimism whatsoever. And then, then obviously Arteta lifted the cup, you know, and managed to managed to win a bit of silverware. That's the other thing I wanted to mention. Spurs. I don't normally moan about Spurs a lot, but I found this website. I forgot the name of it, probably just as well. And um, this website claimed that Spurs have been finishing above Arsenal for seven years. And I thought, what? Don't they do maths in Tottenham? Is that is that what? Is that seven years? Because I made it, it's about five. Yeah. Five, uh, roughly, I think. Yeah. Maybe six if it this year happened, but it might not, right? Because Arsenal are higher than them for now, at least. They've got a couple of games in hand. But they, and they conveniently forget the trophies that Arsenal yeah. won in that period of time, which has been a barren period for them. They've won nothing at all. They, they clearly have totally, uh, totally glossed over the fact that Arsenal <laughs> finished second to Leicester. So that never happened. So they they basically invent history as they go. I was just yeah, so irritated. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't an out and out Spurs website. It was like uh, it was like you know something the game it was called. I can't remember it. I've never yeah, seen yeah, it. Never, People's game. No, that was it. No, I found it here. They've uh, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 21. But yeah, that's, I think it. Yeah. So, how many years? Five. Five. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I tried to write them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we're gonna uh, yeah, get like you say, all these trophies that we've won. And, yeah. and then, you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, and they've won nothing. They haven't yeah, won. They can airbrush history though and make it and put out a DVD if they if they manage, you know, to get to half time and it's nil nil with Arsenal. It's still an achievement for them, really. I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't mock Spurs too much, but you know the thing is, and you know when when I was looking at the team, you know, their team selection, I still thought when when. It, I, I sort of was semi going along with what the Daily Mail was saying because looking at the first eleven, I thought, well, yeah, maybe Arsenal could have beaten them actually, but the issue was subs. There weren't. Yeah. Well, they had Mavi at right back. They had Ben White in midfield. Like, yeah, that's true. And that no, be true. Right. Yeah. Come on. Like, yeah. Uh, it's a bit ridiculous, really. The whole the whole thing was. Uh, yeah. No, it's been five years, and you know, last year. Spurs finished seventh and we finished eighth. There's nothing to be particularly proud of. Uh, no, no. You know. Uh, so, yeah, and that, yeah, this has been our worst, you know, our worst uh, few years. 
you know, with Wenger leaving, you know, the last few years of Wenger, uh, and then obviously Emery and whatever else. So, but yeah, like Spurs, I, I've, I fully expect us to finish above them. Well, I don't fully expect us. I, I think we've got a very good chance of finishing above them. And I think mm. we are a better team than they are. I don't think, you know, they were shit against Chelsea, weren't they? They were fucking rubbish against Chelsea. So, uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. Uh, but, you know, I, I certainly feel like we're on the ascendancy. It feels that way. Especially yeah, if we can get another result against Liverpool. I, uh, can you see it happening, though? Can you really see Arsenal beating Liverpool? I don't think Liverpool... They, you know, without Salah and Mane, uh, yeah. You know, like, are Liverpool a good team? Of course. Are they a, a, good, a better team? Uh, are they at their best? No, they're not. You know, And there's a reason why we're not that far behind them in the league. You know, and, you know, this is a team that played incredibly well against City. You know, and was unlucky not to get a result with Xhaka again. Uh, didn't help us there. Uh, and this is a team that didn't weren't scared of playing at Anfield. You know, they didn't play like they they battled. So I think that is there a is there a chance? Absolutely. Uh, if Arsenal turn up, and I think Arsenal are starting. That's that's the big thing, is it? Arsenal need to continue this consistency and continue to turn up and certainly I think we've had slowly this season we are becoming a bit more consistent if you think of how many bad games we've had you know Everton United were the last two bad games in the league uh Forest obviously that was a stinker uh but yeah we're not having as many bad games so yeah we just need to continue Form in the way that we are, really. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way. And uh, so, um, I'm confident. Yeah, we, we can do. But, uh, yeah, if Liverpool play their best, it'll be difficult. But it's, we'll have fans. It's at our ground. All the fans are certainly all the fans at the game are very positive. Uh, yeah, the atmosphere is really good, and it's certainly helped our young players. Yeah, you know, so. Um, Maybe because uh, Patino did he did he play in the um, Liverpool game? I'm trying to remember. No, he didn't. Line. He didn't play they in that. Played against Forest. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, he started <coughs> me against Forest. He would, he's considered one of the players. Uh, that yeah. Have played. yeah, and he was he was put down, wasn't he, by the Daily Mail in the lineup? So uh, <laughs> I don't think. Um, He's probably, I haven't really seen enough of him to say, but my, ju- just judging by what people are saying, he's probably probably not quite ready yet. No, I don't. He's too young. He's too small. Yeah. Uh, he needs, but, you know, he'll, he'll spend next year at the club. He'll, he'll beef up a little bit. And then I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out on loan the following season, maybe like Balogun has. And, you know, it's good news. It's good for Balogun to go out on loan. Uh, he'll play next year, I think, a bit more. You know, uh, Saliba coming back. So he's another, and I think Arteta, you know, Saliba's been playing well. Arteta's like, right, now's the time to bring him back. Uh, we've got those two as well. Uh, good squad players to have, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, so, but yeah, I think Arsenal, in the starting 11, they need another central midfielder and a striker. Uh, and then subs, you know, we need another right back. 
we need probably another midfielder uh, who's not El Nenny or Xhaka. Uh, and, you know, another, yeah, uh, maybe a winger. Uh, but, yeah, like, you know, we're not far off, I don't think. Yeah, it's beginning to look look like this team could be successful. So what about additions to this team? Who are you well, thinking I, I, of? Well, you, the, the midfielder, I think Melo is a short-term thing. Uh, I think in terms of the, Bruno Guimaraes, who I've heard a bit about but not much, a lot of people rave about him. Uh, and... So I think they're the main two, but there's lots of options out there. And knowing Arteta and Edu, they'll probably sign someone who we've not heard of or you know, who's not on our radar. Uh, certainly their scouting in the summer was very good. So I'm got, whoever they get in, I'll support. Because uh, they've certainly got a lot of credit in the bank when it comes to transfers after the summer. In terms of the strikers, the big one is that Vlahovic, isn't it? Um, the big one's what, sorry? Vlahovic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I keep yeah. hearing yes, it might, and then no, it probably won't. And it's just been ongoing. It's turning into a bit of a transfer saga, that one. It's supposedly, supposedly, it's the player wants to come. If, if Twitter is to be believed, the player wants to come. The thing that's <clears throat> is the agent, his agent wants... Six million... Uh, yeah, and Arsenal are like, we don't pay agent fees that bad. And so I think they've had to negotiate. with The, the club are happy. Florentino are happy with the offer. We're selling them Torreira as well. Uh, supposedly, it's about 50-odd million pounds plus Torreira. The, the player wants to sign. It's just the agent fees. So hopefully, in the next couple of days, it'll be announced. Yeah, let's just hope that goes through. I was just I looking think- at... Yeah. yeah, even if we get a player, a midfielder like Melo as a stopgap, fine. In the summer, I think they'll go big. Yeah, Melo. How old is Melo? I don't know much about this. Uh, Melo, seven, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some, there's quite a few players being linked with Arsenal. Um, and uh, what about our mate uh, Coutinho? He did all right. He did all right the weekend. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, yeah he did. Like, of course. I think for Arsenal, it's not the right. Yeah, I know. Uh, and and the, as well, we don't need a ten. We've got Odegaard. Uh, we don't need a winger. We need a striker, and we need a midfielder. Uh, I think credit to where credit's due. Lacazette has been fantastic. I think getting a striker in now is basically is helping us because Abamyang. I don't know what's going to go on with Abamyang. Maybe he'll come back, but. Certainly, he's not as effective as Lacazette is up top. So it's kind of like, well, you know, do we want a Bamiyang back, or is it better just to get rid of him because he can't play the way we want to play? Uh, and Arsenal have been a hell of a lot better since he's left. So you know, since, well, since he's been dropped and then yeah, subsequently left. So yeah, I, I think personally we should get rid of a Bamiyang and get a striker in now. I think it's kind of forced our hand a little bit, but. Almost in a good way, in a good way, uh, and the midfielder will obviously, you know, Jack is suspended. I know Party and El Nini will come back after the Burnley game, pretty much. Uh, so it's only two more games, maybe, maybe we don't. But I think, yeah, are we? How much longer are we going to rely on Jacker for? 
Yeah, it's getting beyond a joke, really. I mean, how many uh, red cards have he had? Yeah, and it's, what, what it is, it's like, he's our second best midfielder at the club. And, yeah, he's an, he's an, he's an all right player. But if you want someone to win you a league, he's not the, he hasn't got the ability. He's not who you have in your midfield if you want to win the league. And it's telling, in the five years he's been at Arsenal, we've never been in the Champions League. Uh, which, you know... but yeah, it's not a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So, for me, I think, yeah, keep him in the squad maybe, but he should not be our starting midfielder. Uh, and our reliance on him is too much. So, you know, I don't think Arteta will get rid of him, but, you know, we, we need someone else. And I think Arteta knows that. I don't think Arteta is stupid. Uh, so, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we get someone in uh, because... If we don't, he's still going to be our midfielder until the end of the year. So that's why, kind of for me, it's a it's important that they do get someone in. Uh, and then the striker situation as well. If Laka gets get Lacazette gets injured, who have we got? Enketia? You know, Aubameyang doesn't fit the system. Uh, I think so. Uh, you know, you heard about the heart lesion, right? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yeah, he's he's had a bit of a stinker of a year, isn't he? Like he's had COVID again. Uh, I, I know the second time it was his fault. Like he was in a fucking nightclub, <clears throat> and like, three of the people he was with all tested positive. I think so. Oh, he doesn't. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't make himself. But yeah, he had malaria last year. He had COVID last year. His mum is ill, so he's not having a good time of it. Uh, but from a football point of view, he doesn't fit how we want to play. We're looking for a different type of striker, like a Calvert Lewin or a Flahovic. So it would make sense. Well. It's an opportunity to get rid of him, really. Mm. I've got... I don't know how recent this news is about Arthur Mello. Says... Fabrizio Romano says, next week will be key. Arsenal have decided to push again with Juve. Loan move not approved yet by Allegri. Juve board has not opened talks with Chelsea for Loftus-Cheek as a potential replacement. Yeah, they want a replacement, don't they, before they let us have him. Do you think he's a step up from um, from Shaka anyway? You reckon? Uh, I think yeah, probably yeah. I think he's less brain dead than Shaka. <laughs> uh, a lot of people qualify in that in that sense. <laughs> Quite a lot. Ninety eight percent or more of the population might qualify. Are you uh, less brain dead? Can you tick that box? Less brain dead than what Shaka? Yeah, yeah. I, can tick that box. I think yeah. I think it's. Uh, I'm just I'm just trying to find him on Twitter now. So, yeah, there we go. So this is 18 hours ago. So they're waiting to get a replacement, aren't they? So I think I think it's a short-term stopgap, and I, I I suspect they'll go big in the summer. I I think they'll try and get Vahovic done now. So I think it makes sense to get it done now. Yeah, uh, but we still we still got two weeks in the transfer window, and I was I. Yeah, look at Everton. Everton are doing shit. Are you telling me that if we went for Calvert-Lewin now, he wouldn't go? Absolutely. He's an Arsenal fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I, I hopefully, uh, hopefully, we, uh, we, we, I think we, we're looking to get a striker this transfer window. Uh, and if we can shift Uber off the wage bill, that's 250 grand a week off the wages, then, yeah, happy days, really. Uh, supposedly, yeah. Pablo, Pablo Mari is going to go to uh, leave us as well. So, 
So, we're, yeah, we're slowly getting rid of a few of the shit. I think Arteta's learned from his mistakes a little bit. You know, hopefully we can get rid of Cedric, but nobody wants him, do they? Everyone knows, <laughs> everyone knows how fucking rubbish he is. Uh, how long has he got left in his deal? Is it one, one and a bit years, probably? We signed him last year on a four-year deal. Wow. We are our pants pulled down by that. Absolutely. Uh, and so I think uh, we're just going to have to, you know, I think he's on huge amounts of money. But I think we're just going to have to suffer it. I don't think anyone else wants him. Southampton were genuinely surprised when we signed him because they were like, what? He's shit. We know he's shit. Why do you want him? Uh, and there was there was a point in time though when people thought he was good. Yeah, if you were, so, if you ask Mark, they thought he was good at Southampton for a while, and there were yeah. <laughs> he said it was just agent agent talk, but there were rumours he was going to move to Barcelona or someone. <laughs> it obviously never happened. Yeah, but um, and I, I've I've been fooled by him too. Like in in a couple of games, I thought he was really good. Remember him scoring a really good goal, which is difficult for a fullback. They don't yeah. get how many goals. So I was really impressed with him. Not not to the same level I was impressed with Tavares, though, but I was quite impressed with him. And now I'm not anymore this season. Every time I've seen him, I've just groaned, really. He's just a slight, tiny little step up from Kalasinac. Yeah. Kalasinac, yeah. when he first arrived, everyone was raving about the tank. And now... Not anymore. And no, I liked right. it when he fought off those... You remember those guys that attacked Ozil? I thought... Yeah, I like what Kalasnik did then. And I had a lot of respect for that. But, um, no, I just don't understand how a guy who had a reasonable amount of talent, you know, and pretty strong, it just turned into something else. And I don't even know what to describe him as. But I actually groan when I see him on the pitch now. And I, and I fear the worst. Yeah. So, like you said... Probably, uh, probably got played in one of the games recently, just purely to show the board, you know, that money needs to be spent to strengthen this squad because it's just not, it's not deep enough, is it? Yeah, so, not the starting eleven is nearly complete. Other than that, we're struggling. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's so true. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, it's very hard to predict this window because the players that have moved, they're not. They're not players that get me particularly excited. Even Coutinho, I, I said what I said to you, like a little bit tongue-in-cheek, really, because I wasn't that keen to have him at Arsenal because, like you said, doesn't fit the age profile. I thought he'll probably have a few good games to start with. Then he'll then he'll go off the boil, and and then then it'll just it'll be another another massive amount of money being shelled out every week on a player that doesn't play much or doesn't really want to play because he's already done it. So I, I, that was how I felt about it although he has got a lot of talent. And then the other guy that, that I would have been slightly interested in, only because of the injury situation at the moment, you're going to bite my head off on this, Trippier. I thought uh, Newcastle yeah, did know. well bringing him in. Yeah, I don't think he's a mug, is he? Like, obviously, yeah. England international. Yeah. Uh, I think for Arsenal, yeah. I don't. I think we do need a uh, a right-back, a, a, what's it called, uh, a sub-right-back. I think Trippier, though, would be of the mindset that he wants to play. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, so. He wouldn't be like a squad player. He definitely wouldn't be a squad player. So, um, yeah, I want to yeah. say a big shout-out to Code2319, who's just joined us. Thanks for joining. Um, but, yeah, so going back to Trippier. And the other sign-in, Newcastle brought in, Chris Wood. <laughs> 
yeah <laughs> of course you know like I'm, I'm they're more than welcome to me he definitely yeah. not not for me oh not for me either i was i mean i was i'm i'm curious i watched the newcastle game because i was just curious to see how that's going to work because they didn't seem to me the sort of team that would want want to have him i mean yeah he can be quite effective sometimes but in his sort of big lumpy way but uh, i just thought no no I don't think it's going to work, but I suppose it's a plan B. But he he barely got the ball at all. It wasn't a, the best of debuts. But Trippier was good. But that wasn't his debut, was it? Because Trippier's first game, they they lost to some ridiculous team. I forget who it was. <laughs> some some Mickey Mouse team, even more Mickey Mouse than Forest. I shouldn't say that. You know what I yeah. mean? They're further down, like Cambridge, wasn't it? Somebody like that. I can't remember who they lost to in the cup. Was that? It was a really, really bad team. It was worse. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was more. Yeah, different level. Different level. Like at least with Forest. At least with Forest. Oh, it was Cambridge. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> it was Cambridge. I didn't. I didn't check. I, we just got a message saying yes, it is Cambridge. But yeah, they was that was a, that was a shocker for them to lose to Cambridge because there I was. I was thinking. Like a number of Arsenal fans, when all that money came in, a number of Arsenal fans were saying, right, the new rivals will be Newcastle. Because do you see that happening in the future? That no. Newcastle. Uh, uh, so, so when Newcastle were bought, all the other Premier League owners voted to have uh, restrictions on what money can be spent, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so like, almost like their own financial fair play a little bit to prevent the Saudis owners of uh, Newcastle just spunking loads and loads of money. So it has to, uh, so City were one of the main people and it's basically now you can't just go in and sugar daddy a club. So the Premier League changed the rules as soon as Newcastle were bought to prevent it happening. You know, nobody wants to give up power, do they? So I think, will Newcastle get better? Yes. They've got a massive fan base, they're loyal fans, uh, I think it's going to take a few years, certainly. Yeah, you know, remember, remember with City, the owners came in. It took about three, four years for them to yeah, really, you know. Uh, so I think with Newcastle, well, yeah, they'll be careful, not be lucky not to get relegated, relegated at the minute. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was shocked they couldn't hang on to that, um, hang on to that lead. I'll be surprised if they can hang on to St. Maximan. I suppose they've got the money to that guy's dynamite. Really, he's just—he's—he's he's a sort. Of, I'm not sure how old he is, but I wouldn't be upset if Arsenal signed him. I couldn't see that happening, but I wouldn't be at all upset if he joined. He's got such a work rate. He's not just that; he's skillful. He, did you see his goal? It's pretty spectacular. No, I mean, he's I basically a one-man team. He's—he is a one-man team. I've—he he can get the ball and just run at players, and they just back off, and they just don't know. He's fast, and. He, it was a great finish. You know, it was it was something else. So yeah, it was it was entertaining. In the in the wake of our postponement, I thought I'll watch I'll watch at least one other game. <laughs> that I'll you know because obviously I was saving myself for the Arsenal Spurs game, and now now that's not happening. But you know, normally when when games are postponed, I'm so disappointed. But obviously not this time. So um, so yeah, so it's Burnley up. It's Burnley up and um, Liverpool. So, is it Burnley away? I didn't check the fixtures. Yeah, no, Burnley at home. Burnley at home? 
yeah. and now they've lost Chris Wood. That's uh, that's half their uh, right. half their threat gone, really. Yeah, uh, and they're and they're right rooted at the bottom of the league. Last I looked, so um, aren't they? Yeah, they're bottom. Yeah, they're bottom. So yeah, that doesn't mean it's going to be an easy game because, as we know, the old cliche: there are no easy games, and that's living proof, really. Because um, you know, anyway, we're getting compliments. Um, it says um, uh, from Code Twenty Three Nineteen. The message is, if Arsenal want to progress, they should not look at teams as Newcastle, <laughs> like Newcastle, yeah, to strengthen. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's true. But yeah. I just like some Maxi man. I like him. I've just, I've liked him ever since I first saw that guy. I saw he's yeah. a top player. Yeah, I agree with, but yeah. bang average. Like, yeah, look at, yeah, now I completely agree with him. Absolutely bang. He's, he's all right. Like, he has flashes of brilliance. But if he's any good, though, Newcastle yeah. will they are. Uh, yeah, but the yeah. thing is, you're only as good as the players around you sometimes. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Because, yeah. you know, when you look at some of the, oh, my God, well, I felt sorry for Trippier as well. I really felt sorry for him because the players he was playing with were not up to it. It was like Fraser, I think it is. It's back heel. He did a back heel. And Fraser's sort of, he's, he's a hard-working, honest player and can't dislike him. But he, he ran to... To the to you know to the um to the not byline but he, he was near the byline he just instead of instead of just doing a simple pass he tried to back heel it to Trippier and it just went into touch <laughs> I was just going oh my god how is he going to survive how's Trippier going to survive with this I mean yeah. just the look on his face just made me laugh I was just going oh my god imagine if you've come like you you know because he must have he must have you know, sort of improved, and he always had quite a good skill base anyway. And he's he's probably come back to UK thinking, you know, I'm going to get some decent money here, play for Newcastle, Premier League. They surely can't be that bad. And then that's the sort of thing that was going on around him. He had to tidy up so much. I'm I'm surprised. You know, like with fantasy football, how is it that sometimes these players that play quite well get no bonus points whatsoever? I just don't understand. How they do the bonus points? I know you said you'd never talk to me about fantasy football because, uh, but I've broken that rule. Goals and assists, I think. Isn't it? Uh, no idea, but I think it's a bit. Yeah, it's a bit like VAR, isn't it? Nobody really. Knows yeah. That, yeah. Uh, but I, no, I think yeah, absolutely. We don't want to be looking at players that are in fighting relegation battles if we can avoid it, unless they're young. Yeah, and. Obviously, too big for the club. Calvert Lewin for me, you know, one of those players. But yeah, I, he's right. Like, for me, it's we've got to be looking at. You know, I, I think Arsenal's model is, that, you know, they look for young players who, mm. you know, possibly abroad, uh, who can, you know, yeah. We, we obviously we bought Ramsdale from Sheffield United, uh, but you know, it has to be a special player. Yeah. Yeah, Ramsdale, obviously, we've been through that a few times. You know, neither of us were sold on the idea of bringing him in. But once he once he was in, I think, well, we never we never really dissed him, as they say. We never, we never, we didn't sort of lay into it. Just said it sounds like a lot of money. So at least both of us don't have any guilt trip over him. <laughs> it's funny, some of the other, you know, the other podcasts and um, websites and blogs, 
they just absolutely hammered Ramsdale, didn't they? And then, until they saw what he was like, and then they realised they made a big mistake. Yeah, this guy, this guy is something else. So hopefully, hopefully he can um, he can do the business um, against Liverpool because he might have to have one of those sort of games. You know, well he had a bit of a stinker uh, on on Thursday. I thought he looked very nervous. I think it was the occasion got to him a little bit. Really? Uh, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. He had to clean sheet. He did keep, uh, keep a clean sheet. It's just a, he came for crosses when he didn't need to. He he, he wasn't his normal, uh, wasn't his normal solid self. I think the occasion got to him. Isn't it was in the second half more than the first half? Uh, he's at the clock end, and I think yeah, I think yeah, like I said, he kept a clean sheet. But the reason, part of the reason he kept a clean sheet, was the back five. We played five at the back. For most of the game after Jack was here, but solid. Absolutely. Mm. Ben White deservedly was man of the match. Yeah. Shane was played incredibly well. Gabrielle played pretty well. Uh, you know, Holden played pretty well. Tierney, yeah, all of them played well. So, you know, Ramsdale played all right, but yeah, he was a bit, a bit shaky at times. But, you know, it happens. He's a young player. First semi final he's ever played in, probably. So, you know, and you're going to get this with, with the young players, aren't you, this? It's going to be a bit, a bit of a bumpy ride. Uh, so, but no, uh, I, I feel confident going into the Liverpool, Liverpool game. I think they're they're rightly a bit wary of us. Yeah, there's a reason why they cancelled their or postponed the game with those false positives. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm quite confident, and I think Burnley. We should, we've got enough, even with a, a makeshift team, to beat them. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's hope so. Uh, I just feel we need a world-class performance from uh, Ramsdale. Code 2319 says Ramsdale's best buy ever. I find it hard to argue with that, actually. He's, he's got to be up there. I can't, I can't think of a goalkeeper that's ever come to Arsenal that I've been happier with. David Seaman I was pretty happy with back in the day. Yeah. And yeah. going back further than that, you know, we're talking ancient times. <laughs> we're talking really long way back. I mean... Pat Jennings was a great acquisition and he was cheap. But aside from that, I can't really think... Oh, I'll tell you who I liked a lot. Um, the guy who ended up in Italy, who uh, deputised, I think, for David Seaman. What was his name? Manninga. Manninga. He was a top keeper. I liked Manninga. Yeah, do you remember Manninga? He, he had a good run of games. He, I'm not sure how many clean sheets he kept, but he, he kept Arsenal in, in the title race. And then who else? There has been a few, but they're not. Ramsdale's so much better than all of them. Like even Manninger, I loved Manninger, but I love Ramsdale more. And then yeah. who was the other one? There was who uh, was a decent keeper for many years. Lukic. Yeah, Lukic. Yeah, he was. So, uh, but then I suppose I can't stop thinking about the Almunias of this world. Even Fabianski, we we forget how bad he was for Arsenal. He was. I, I thought he was one of the worst keepers I've ever seen yeah. at Arsenal. Not now. He's sort of come out of it somehow. Uh, no, he I, I can't forgive him. Uh, I knew he was rubbish when when Lehman got sent off in the Champions League final. Almunia, oh, oh. two goals in at the near post. I went, you're not good enough for Arsenal. And we kept him for about four or five years. Up. Uh, and, well, I yeah, think Wenger... I think Wenger had a theory 
that the goalkeeper wasn't a very important position. Honestly, yeah. I don't I don't know that for a fact, but it's just a theory I've got. Because some 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 people say that that it's not a very very important um, it's not a very important position to fill, and so you can get by with a pretty rubbish or average goalkeeper. And so I, I think he was trying to prove a point, and he, he didn't manage to prove it, unfortunately. Because I think the goalkeeper is one of the most important positions on the pitch, in my opinion, because I think the confidence flows from, from that position. It moves upwards up the pitch. Because when you've got a good goalkeeper, you just you feel more relaxed. Because if you've got some bag of nerves, like Fabianski used to look like a bag of nerves to me, I mean, at yeah. Arsenal, because being a big club, um, not saying the other clubs are not, well, they're clearly not as big, but, you know, he's he seems okay now. He's not a terrible keeper, but he was absolutely awful for every time I saw him. He was, he was, he even looked small. Even look, I know he's not small, but he actually looked small in the goal because I was, I was sitting behind the goal, Arsenal Chelsea, and he did concede. I don't remember what the score was. I think Arsenal won it, actually. It was Boxing Day 2010, I think. So somebody can check that out for me. But um, that's my recollection. I think he conceded, but the goal looked absolutely huge <laughs> you know like they normally sort of fill it out a bit because they are tall people aren't they generally and he's tall but he looks small because he's he's just i don't know he's a diminutive in his psychology or something i don't know what it is about him but yeah he was just just a total bag of nerves and i remember the first game i ever saw fabianski play it was um, against against barnet friendly match ball came up and he went to catch it and he just totally dropped it. And so, hence the nickname. And this wasn't me. Somebody called him, what was it, Flappy Hansby? Another one. Like, Benga. So, with goalkeepers, Brian Clough said it years ago. He said the two highest paid players in any team would be the striker and the goalkeeper. Yeah, they're the most, you know, the striker gets you goals, the goalkeeper stops goals. Defenders and midfielders are only designed to help the goalkeeper or the keep his main aim. But goals win games, right? Benga, this was the beginning of the end. Benga, the fucking Almunia was awful. Like, he was absolutely bang at it. He's a championship or poor premiership goalkeeper. Uh, uh, Flappy Hansky, even worse, you know. And shocking. Chesney. Chesney was supposed to be quite good, but I think he was coached poorly. Uh, yeah, something went wrong with Chesney. He had a lot of potential. Um, Bengal was losing it then. Bengal was losing it with Chesney in the sense like that you're ill-disciplined. and yeah, ill-disciplined. Like smoking Bengal in the changing room. Do you remember that? When he yeah, got caught exactly. smoking. And Bengal looked after him. He's like a kind old man to them. And that's part of the reason we're in the trouble that we are now. That culture of mediocrity is okay. Uh, but Al Munia... Nothing you say is going to change. Like he's fucking rubbish. And I, every time he played, I was like, I can't believe our manager thinks that this is a good enough goalkeeper. When you had United, had De Gea, Chelsea had Czech, we had Almunia. What a joke! And it was embarrassing. Uh, and he's responsible for. He was like a jacker. He just always had a mistake in him. Uh, but yeah, you know, he's such an important position. So frustrating. Uh, your man Do, you the the Cup? Do you remember the League Cup or whatever it was called at the time? Do you remember when he collided with um, Koscielny? And then... Uh, that was Chesney, wasn't it? I was... Yeah, that yeah was that's Chesney. what I'm talking about. Chesney collided with Koscielny. 
they went for the same ball, didn't they? And um, messed it yeah, up. Yeah. And then they had uh, Chelsea. Because Arsenal were taking the lead through Theo Walcott. And then I no, thought, no, Arsenal might hang on to this. You're confusing your games. This, it was against Birmingham at Wembley. I was... Oh, I Birmingham. Went, yeah, it was Birmingham. I, Sorry, I, yeah. It's the Chelsea one in Wales where Walcott yeah. scored. I think his first ever goal he scored in the final. Uh, <laughs> and Terry got kicked in the face. And we had to wait like 20, 15 minutes. Like it was a big delay. We lost yeah. that. Uh, and the yeah, Birmingham was Kishelny and Chesney. Uh, Martinez, your man code 23. Martinez, I quite like Martinez. I think it, it, we, we've talked about this before with Martinez and Leno. Uh, I think Arteta had to make a choice. Basically, Martinez, from what I can gather, Martinez said after he won the FA Cup with Arsenal, Martinez said, I want to be first team goal. I want to be playing all the time. And Leno at the time was number one. So Arteta could have set, lied and said, fine, you'll be number one. He signs a new contract and then he's still reserved. Or Arteta had to choose one of them. And Arteta, hindsight's a beautiful thing, but Arteta chose Leno. And I think it was pretty early doors when we realised, oh, Arteta's made the wrong choice. But, you know, did you see Martinez last night? You know, it's... United. I think Martinez is a good goalie. For me, it was always a case of there's a reason why he was at six different clubs in 10 years, you know, and players can play well when they're possibly thinking they're in the shop window. Like, look at Willock last year, uh, Aubameyang before he got his new contract. Yeah, so I think there's an element of it, of that behind it. Uh, I'd have Ramsdale all day long over the pair of them. Uh, and he's asked another question. Maybe Arsenal had bad goalies behind not so good defences. Absolutely. Absolutely. The defenders, apart from Sagner, uh, Bakary Sagner, all, a lot, yeah, a lot of the defenders that we had post-2006 from the Almunia stage, I don't think were world-class. Bichelny, good, not world-class. But Marlon, injury-prone, good, not world-class. Potentially could have been world-class, but they never were. Uh, Murtasaka, average, you know, a bit of a cult hero because he's so fucking big, but, you know, uh, slow as a cart horse. Uh, left back, you look at Gibbs. I never rated Gibbs particularly. I, like, that I, like. I never, he was, it, uh, even Clichy. I thought Clichy was a poor man's Ashley Cole. Clichy, for me, got bullied, and I think he was a bit of a pussy, really. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, never, I never thought they were, I thought they were good defenders. But I never thought they were great. And, you know, people like Drogba or world-class like Suarez used to bully them you know, here and there, especially away from home. Uh, like Sylvester, remember when we signed him? Fuck me, he was terrible. Uh, you know, so who was so the worst then? Who was the worst since um, in those... In, if you had to name the worst defender you've ever seen... Oh, Sylvester's so definitely up there. Uh, who is Sylvester? Oh yeah, no, not for me. He would not even. He might get. I'm not sure. I'd give him even top three. I'm not sure. Maybe. I'd have. I'd have. Um, Sendros probably be my number two. Is one of those other guys. Yeah. I can't the name of. Sorry, uh, Hot Stepper. What's it? Stepanov. Stepanovs would be my number one worst defender I've ever seen. Okay. There's a story about him. Have you ever read the story? Yeah, it was all a bit of a con job. Like Arsene Wenger got conned. Yeah, they by did. Signing. The players were like, oh, yeah, he's really good. 
and then yeah, you're like, why, why would they do that though? Why? I mean, this, that's a story I read somewhere. I don't think they could believe that Venk would be so gullible, really. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I've heard that story. Yeah, he was pretty shocking. Uh, <clears throat> I felt sorry for Senderos because he always got bullied by Drogba. Yeah. Young player, wasn't he? Like we put him in quite young. And if you remember, Senderos was part of that back four that got us to the Champions League final. You remember we had mm. Lauren, Lauren right back. Yeah, he right? was decent. And Flamini was the left back, and they got us yeah, to the Champions League. Yeah, you're right. We got to the Champions League final, and they only conceded, I think, one goal in all of the knockout stages against Villarreal. In the, uh, if you remember, so uh, I thought, thinking of Villarreal, I thought Arsenal. You know, Cinderos, he wasn't the worst, definitely for me. Uh, I thought Sylvester was pretty bad. We've had a few shockers, definitely. We have had a few shockers. Uh, but I just think they're just, we've suffered with a, it's never been elite. You know, it's been a while since we've had elite, an elite team, you know, or playing elite football. Maybe not elite players, but certainly playing elite football. Uh, mm. Not being scared, not being bullied. And that's one thing about the Liverpool game is they weren't bullied. They fought. Uh, and against City, we fought. And against, we're starting to show more grit, more determination. Uh, and, you know, Koscielny, Ozil, all of these players that played in the 10s, you know, up until Wenger left, and even with Emery, gutless, gutless. I, I, you know, I think back to those years with Wenger, and I'm angry from about 2010 onwards, maybe 2009, it was just gutless. They were gutless players. Uh, Koscielny, for me, was gutless. You know, he wasn't a leader. Uh, and I think Wenger, you know, he, he'd done certain players a disservice. I thought, you know, Fabregas, for example. When Fabregas left, I was sad. But Fabregas needed better players around him. Yeah, you know, really when, and Wenger was so stubborn. But no, I, I think he, he's got a point. The defenders weren't very really good. And the goalkeepers weren't very really good either. But we were signing bang average players. And I think we're hopefully we're going to get away from that. Although, yeah, obviously, Mary, uh, Cedric, they're both shockers, aren't they? Uh, William was a stinker. So, you know, Arteta's still got it in him. Hopefully, he's learning his I was just looking up the other defenders that played about the same time as, um, as Sendros. So, other defenders of the same era. Um, do you remember Korea Gilbert? Only had a couple of games. Giroud, though. What about Giroud? I quite like Giroud, you know. Um, again... He's all right. Nothing special. Yeah. Yeah, this is another word for shit, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was okay. But it, it was, he was like, it was a youth player. So I can't really get angry at him or Sendros. Because when they're young, you have to question a little bit, I feel, the coaching that they're receiving. And I think it's fair to say that Wenger doesn't really know how to defend. He never knew how to defend. No, that's true. And that's, you know, and I think... It was, we, it was never noticed until he had to coach his own defenders because yeah he inherited that back four uh, from George Graham and it was you know Keown was there till what 2004 uh, Campbell and Campbell sort of carried it on a bit when Campbell left and we're getting people like Senderos who need to be coached 
you know, so that 2016, <coughs> Keown, I think it was Keown, came back and coached. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, after that, he got kicked yeah. out. Didn't yeah, make left. any sense whatsoever. And but I, I have to question the coach. I remember Steve Bold was there for a few years, and we were all quite happy when Steve Bold came in. We were, oh, hopefully he'll teach them how to head. I think he, Denga refused to let him coach or ignored him because it was such a power, so power hungry. Certainly, Steve Bold <laughs> effect on the Arsenal defence that we wanted him to have uh, on the Arsenal defence. But yeah, Benga didn't know how to defend. You know, he inherited that back four, and but it was only more noticeable than people like Giroud, uh, Giroud, sorry, Denderos, who I thought potentially turned out to be duffers. And you're like, well, you know, when we went with Project Youth, and we just, yeah, as a team, we weren't very good at defending. As a team, we played amazing football, it was beautiful football, all about the artwork, pass, 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 try and walk it in. But defensively, you know, Chelsea were power. You remember the Chelsea day, you know, when they first won the league and then when they won it again, like 09 or 010 or whatever it was. Mm. You had absolute fucking new, like Drogba, Essien, Lampard, you know, put, put the boot in, Terry, you know, Ivanovic, fucking tanks, strong, fast, powerful athletes. And... Yeah, it's where the game was changing. Uh, but yeah, well, I, think, I think Wenger just—I mean, he's—I could sort of see where he, why he was making the changes he was making. Because remember, he'd sort of decided it wasn't all about power because of Barcelona's success. It was all like tiki-taka, and and I suppose that's why he had Fabregas, Flamini, small guys. Well, Flamini could put the boot in actually, but um, and he wouldn't—he he would never—he would never sort of. Um, get turned over by somebody but at the same time when you look at the rest of the squad like you said even I loved Clichy but he wasn't the toughest he wasn't the toughest he was compared to like Ashley Cole a lot yeah. Cole was spiteful Cole was yeah, horrible really. but you know you, you did, you never, Cole never really got bullied I thought maybe no, I've never Cole. seen him get bullied never Cole, they always used to put Kevin Davis on him because <laughs> of just the height, the height difference yeah. And they just yeah. falls into the back, uh, because it was Kevin Davis. But yeah, it was. I just felt they were too nicey nice, and it was all like, oh, let's play nice football, and it's just like, and we we lacked that steel. You know, when Vieira wasn't there and Gilberto left, we lacked that steel. We lacked that those guts, uh, and and it was it was there. And I think now we're starting to see a team that won't be rolled over. That does fight, that does fight for each other, uh, and you know Ben White l- likes a foul. Gabriel is a fucking beast, you know. So, and I think Party can. Be. Yeah, and they do it in the right way too. They're not, they're not um, like our good friend Shaka, you know, who just does it in the totally wrong way. He doesn't actually do any damage to the player, but he gets himself sent off, so damages the team. But I did want to, again, big up Shaka for once. First, twice now I've done it in my whole life. Because he did apologise this time. He did. He did. So I'll give him that. I want to say, you know, give him some credit. At I'm least he seems to have learned something. But, but yeah, yeah me have... too, me too. Of course I'm unhappy about it. And, uh, well, somehow or other Arsenal got through that game, you know, without without conceding. But... You know, just another one of those games and then beat Liverpool on penalties. I'll be happy with that. 
so, um, yeah. it's just about getting through, isn't it? Really, I think. Yeah, that's all it is. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and if I'm yeah, if I'm honest with you, I'd be happy with the same. It's it's if he had missed the Spurs game, and we played the Spurs game, I think it'd be a different story. But because the Spurs game's now been postponed, it's only the Liverpool game he missed. Like, obviously, I know he misses the Burnley game, but. I think it, we've got enough in our team to beat Burnley anyway. Liverpool will be hard, and we do need him. You know, we not questioning my mind. We needed him against Liverpool, uh, and he's gone and done that. So that's why I think a lot of people are pissed off. But yeah, he did apologise. I saw that. Uh, but I, you know, I'm hoping. I'm just hoping Wenger, sorry, Wenger, Arteta, next in the summer gets gets a new midfielder in. He can be a squad player. Need need something, right? Yeah. Is that is that us done for today? Finished for today? Do you think? Was, anything else that we forgot? I think we no, covered quite a lot. Yeah, we covered quite a lot. All right. Well, in that case, we'll say good goodbye, adios to everyone. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. Code two three one nine. <laughs>